Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, former Disney Imagineer Brian Collins, to the show. Welcome, Brian. Well, thank you very much. I am thrilled to be here. And I'm thrilled to have you on the show this week. Now let's talk a little bit about your beginnings and where you kind of started. Um, it's funny because I just put a picture up on Twitter um, that kind of reiterates a story I've told a few times. Um, I was born in Florida, you know, so I grew up here. And my first trip to the Magic Kingdom was probably back in 1972, shortly after the park opened. And I've got a picture of me standing next to Goofy um, in, you know, these this funny looking hat you know and just you know mugging for the camera and you know i look at that and i think you know what kid doesn't go into the magic kingdom you know at whatever 12 years old or something and and look around and think wouldn't it be cool to be one of the people that actually created all this stuff and you know i I think that's probably when i first kind of got the bug or the itch or the desire to to kind of do that and I wouldn't say that, you know, from that point forward, I, you know, I was just focused and I want to be an Imagineer, want, you know, I want to be an Imagineer. At that point, it was more of like a, you know, a little kid looking around going, man, this is so cool. I didn't even know what Imagineers were, you know, at that young age. As time went on, you know, I went through school, I graduated and got my degree. And my first job was actually working in Miami as a video producer and at the time, I was um, producing the um, like in-flight entertainment programming for Eastern Airlines, who used to have the old "If You Had Wings" um, attraction in Magic Kingdom. And so, so I was working for this company, producing their um, in-flight entertainment for them. And um, Eastern Airlines um, went bankrupt. Uh, one of the first big airlines to do that. So, at a young age, I found myself out of a job. Um, and wondering, okay, now what do I do? So my brother lived in Orlando, having always wanted to work for Disney. I thought, well, let me move up there and see if I can get a job with him. And I'm thinking, you know, I'll have like a full year of hotshot video production experience under my belt. They'll have this big office waiting for me, just overlooking the Magic Kingdom. And, you know, I'll, I'll stare out and see Cinderella's castle every single day. And moved up here, slept on my brother's couch, went out, um, got hired by Disney. um, And lo and behold, I was not overlooking the Magic Kingdom every day. I was checking guests into the front desk of the Contemporary Resort. But it was a foot in the door. And my timing was really good because it was right before the Disney MGM Studios opened up. So shortly after um, I was hired... I was able to kind of get from behind the 
the Contemporaries front desk and start working as a production assistant at the um, studios and working for the marketing department. And um, at that point, was doing just like a lot of internal networking in the company, still trying to kind of find my way. You know, at that point, was thinking, well, boy, wouldn't it be kind of cool to be an Imagineer? Never, never really thought, to be honest, I had much of a shot. Um, and I went and I spoke to someone at HR about that. She said, but here's the name of one of the um, creative directors out at the studios. They still had like a little project trailer out there. So she sent me out to talk to him. And to make a long story short, um, he gave me a little test project, which I did. And that led to other assignments. And eventually, after about nine months of temporary assignments and kind of working part-time for them, um, they offered me a full-time position. And I was able to kind of achieve that. And and, uh, one of the first things I did was track down Goofy and get another picture standing next to him, which I kept next to my desk with that picture of the, you know, 12-year-old kid. And uh, it was kind of cool. And you worked on Jungle Cruise. I wanted to get into Jungle Cruise right before we get to the studios because the studios I have such a passion for and a love for. So with Jungle Cruise, you're working on just the queue? Pretty much just the queue area. Um, At that time, they had redone the queue area for the Jungle Cruise in California. And they wanted to bring that same theming out here. Um, This is going back, you know, several years. And it was, that was really one of the first queues that, they really took and they themed out and made really immersive, made this wonderful environment, you know, for guests to um, appreciate while they were standing in line. So, yeah, it, and um, yeah, my, my, my work was mostly in the queue area. A lot of I, I worked. My specialty was I, I was what they call a show writer. So my job was to come up with, um, you know, uh, scripts and spiels and puns and bad jokes and all that kind of stuff, sign copy, all that kind of stuff um, that that you see in theme parks, that, any kind of writing, creative writing that, that WDI might be involved with. So now let's talk about the studios. Since you're working on the great movie ride, yeah. that, is, that is the signature ride of the theme park. So yeah. you're working yeah. on the queue with this. Now, this is a little bit different than Jungle Cruise because it was. you are looking for props or costumes to feature in the queue. So my work in the great movie ride was really, um, uh, mine was kind of cool. Um, it was actually the great movie ride was, um, already up and running and was in great shape. Again, this was, you know, just a few years after the studios had opened, but at one point they wanted to freshen up the scenes where the gangster and the bandit take over the cars. Um, and, and I'm probably giving away spoilers, but, if they listen to your show, hopefully they've been to the theme parks already and, and kind of know what I'm talking about. Um, but but there's, you know, the part where either the gangster or the bandit takes over your car and hijacks it, and they wanted to kind of freshen those scenes up. So that was most of the work I, I did, you know, kind of freshening up a little bit of the copy um, that the uh, tour guides take, take you through the attraction with. Primarily me and one other guy who, who would go in there early mornings before the attraction opened up. And there was a um, one of the cast members, uh, a young girl who, who worked in there, um, and she was one of the leads. And, and we would take her in there and run through the different um, blockings and, you know, try out different lines and scenarios and stuff. 
Um, so she was really the one who, who did that. And kind of an interesting story, I'll tell you real quick, um, is that um, one day we were working with her and she said, you know, I got asked to do a guest host spot on a local um, radio show to come in is like, I want a contest to be like a DJ for a day. Um, and so she went in, she did that. And she came back the next day after, after doing her gig and she said, you know, they offered me, you know, the chance to come back and do that again. And to, again, to make a long story short, um, she wound up becoming a full-time DJ at that radio station. And to this day, I think like 20 years later, um, she's still an on-air personality here in Orlando. I'm like, holy cow. So one of the things that I did as I was um, freshening up the, the blocking and all of that is I went back and I wrote some backstories for the gangster character and for the um, Western character, for the bandit. And it's kind of like a one-page summary of like their life story. So it tells how, you know, Muggsy grew up on the streets hustling cards as a young kid and, you know, lost his parents and, you know, was running booze for Al Capone and, you know, this whole big, elaborate, colorful story. And the same thing for the, for the gangster character and the bandit character, too. It really kind of talks to the amount of detail that Imagineering goes to and that Imagineers go to, which the guests never really, they don't see, but they're certainly affected by it. Um, you know, we, we do that so that there's consistency in the show, that the character, you know, the cast members who are playing these characters, they can relate to the um, characters and hopefully, you know, g give a much better performance for the guests. What movie would you have liked to have seen been added to the attraction if there was ever any point in possibility oh, of that happening? Wow. Oh, my Lord. That is a wonderful question. No one's ever asked me that. And, um, you know, obviously, I mean, you know, with Disney's foray now into Star Wars and Marvel, I mean, just think of some of the cool stuff he could do with some of those scenes and some of those characters. Um I mean, my one of my favorite old movies, you know, an old black and white, almost like noir movie is Sunset Boulevard. Um, and you could probably do some really great scenes from that. But oh, that's that's a cool question. You know, as as I've been watching, you know, rides develop and evolve over the years, I'm excited about where it's all going. Um, I mean, there's technology available today that was never available when certainly when I was in Imagineering and, um, you know, I would love to have some of the toys and, and tools available these days. It's to me, it, it's kind of blows, blows me away the potential of, of where all this can be going. I mean, I'm finding rides in my opinion, I think rides are going to become much more immersive and, um, much more interactive for the guests than, than they are now just, because technology is going to allow designers to do that. Um, I still stay pretty active in, in, in the industry to some extent, um, at least vicariously, if not practically. And, you know, I've, I've gone to a lot of trade shows recently, and it really kind of gets you thinking. I mean, I was at um, a few months ago, they had what's called the IAPA trade show. And IAPA is the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions. And that's the largest trade show in the world. Um, it's held in Orlando every year. And it's for the theme entertainment industry. Everything from like mom and pop 
um, bowling alleys and putt-putt golf courses all the way up to Disney and Legoland and Universal, you know, the main theme parks. And they showcase the newest technologies in, in theme park um, attractions that are coming out. And, you know, there's just some really fun, interesting stuff on the way. Well, let's end our interview with some Disney-themed questions I like to call the Fab Three. So we'll start with the Donald one, which is, as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites? As a kid, what Disney film was one of my favorites? Um, You know, the things that stick in my mind the most are more of, like, the live action and the animated films. And when I think, like, what Disney films I liked as a kid, one that comes to mind is, like, Flubber. (laughs) <laughs> so flubber and you know um mary poppins um is definitely one of my all-time favorites for sure i just love julie andrews and dick van dyke and our goofy question what disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person <laughs> gosh probably goofy you know answering a goofy question with a goofy answer um just because he's very happy-go-lucky kind of a guy Kind of like me. And our Mickey question, if I ask you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Well, thank you, Brian, for coming on the show. I think we'll, we'll head on out with some great movie ride music. Thanks again for coming on the show, Brian. That sounds awesome. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Global Broadcasting Service, serving remote outposts since 1928.